Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome to episode four of The Word This Week. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, With me this week is Jimmy Thorpe. What's up, everybody? And also Heather McAfee. Hi, Hi. Heather. Hey, guys. Welcome, Heather. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm married to Mike, and we've been married for 26 years now, and we have four amazing kids. So I've been at the river uh, working for a little over two years, but my family has been in and out of the United States as we came through Africa. (laughs) Yeah. How many years did you guys live in Africa? We were 12 years in Africa. Wow. Well, well, we're we're well, we're glad that you're a part of us, yeah. but yeah. we're also glad that you're here today to talk about the Bible. I'm super excited. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we're here doing, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Bible. Uh, we're reading through the Bible together, and uh, we actually finish the first book. We did this it, guys. Week. Where to go? Sixty-five more to go. (laughs) (laughs) That that's a little discouraging. No, 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 we got this. Uh, But we are moving into Exodus in in this week's reading, and I'd love to take a moment just to throw out a resource. Uh, If you haven't heard of the Bible Project. Um, these are some guys out in Oregon that uh, that use a lot of different media and those kinds of things to to help teach the Bible. Mm-hmm. And if you look them up on YouTube or you can go to BibleProject.com, they have uh, short little videos that intro each book mm-hmm. to the Bible. And they're really great, and they show kind of an overarching view uh, of each book. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, we, they're not we, cheesy. I think they're really no, well they're done. Great. They they're give you a picture of yeah. the book in a nutshell. We used that during the Advent season, and I have a 10 and a six year old. They loved it. They're like, can mm. we watch it again? Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you know, we're not sponsored by them, by the way. No, yeah. Uh, but it's just really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and one thing, when I read through the Bible last year, uh, or really the last couple of years, uh, whenever I would approach a new book, right. I would go back and watch those. Mm. Just again, because it, it kind of keeps the story in front of you, uh-huh. and you see an overarching view. So uh, check that out. And uh, yeah, so as we finish up Genesis, as we enter Exodus, that might mm-hmm. be a, a great resource for mm-hmm. you. So as I mentioned, here we are at the end of Genesis. Mm-hmm. And really, the the last several chapters of Genesis is taken up with uh, the life of Joseph. Mm. And Joseph is really a fascinating um, mm. character in the Bible. Um, you see the beginning of his story. Uh, he is almost the youngest of 12 mm-hmm. brothers mm-hmm. Uh, and seems to be from, from the text his dad's favorite. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and and not his brother's favorite. And not his brother's <laughs> favorite. Story. Because probably he was his dad's favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You well, know? plus ratting them out does not help. Right. He's a tattletale. Yeah. He, he does uh, tell on them. And, uh, and then he has these dreams mm-hmm. uh, where apparently, and they're like, are you saying we're going <laughs> to bow down before you? Like, uh, you know, it's one thing to have a dream. Right. And to think about it. But when it's pretty clear <laughs> that it means something 
Uh, and then you go and like, hey, you guys are going to bow down to me. That's what it looks like. They didn't I'm, like that. I'm sure that went over real well at the family meeting. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, why did you guys throw me in a cistern? It's like, <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's count the reasons. Because Let's you say, uh, number one, how dare you? Number two, <laughs> daddy loves you. Number three. Yeah. yeah. But eventually they do end up selling him into slavery. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, at that point, if you don't know the rest of the story, you're like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Poor guy. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we push pause on Joseph's story and we see the story of Judah and Tamar. Tamar, mm-hmm. who was actually Judah's daughter in law. Mm-hmm. And through a lot of darkness, a lot of brokenness, Tamar ends up birthing a son, two sons by Judah mm-hmm. Perez and Zara. Zara, yeah. Two twin boys. And here's the significant... It kind of seems like a weird interjection here, mm-hmm. but there's significance. Right. Because if you go back and you look at the lineage of Mary and Joseph in Matthew and Luke, mm-hmm. you see that the Messiah, the line of the Messiah, the line of Jesus comes through Perez. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful picture of God continuing to use the least likely. Yeah. And brokenness or our mistakes or mm-hmm. our, our choices, bad choices even. He yeah. was able to redeem. Right. And Perez's name actually means breakout. So maybe that's out of the darkness breaks the light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's good. Or uh, breakout. <laughs> that's uh, right. I'm sorry. That's... Now we're going to have to pay royalties. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, afford another lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then we return to the story of Joseph, Mm -hmm. which is really an amazing story. He is uh, the slave traders that that bought him from his brothers, uh, then sell him into uh, in Egypt to Potiphar, Mm -hmm. who was a part of of Pharaoh's uh, one of Pharaoh's officials, and he's in in his household and. We begin to see this phrase that that repeats itself a few times, that the Lord was with Joseph. Mm -hmm. And Joseph was, he was a good servant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Potiphar's wife took notice of him, noticed how handsome he was, Mm -hmm. wanted to get with him. Yep. Joseph's like, no, that's not right. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, not only did he, not only is it a sin against my master, Potiphar, Mm -hmm. but it's a sin against God. And so I'm not going to do that. She uh, creates this elaborate scheme. Hey, he did this. Joseph then ends up in prison where the Lord was with him. Mm-hmm. Yet still successful. Mm-hmm. Still, it, it just seems that Joseph keeps just doing the doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And and the Lord was with him and showed favor. And uh, not going to tell the whole story, but... Through, through this process of being able to uh, interpret a couple of dreams, which, again, he doesn't take credit for. He gives God the credit. Uh, he ends up noticed by Pharaoh, mm-hmm. who had two dreams, and the interpretation of those dreams were that, hey, there's a famine coming, right? right. There's going to be seven years of plenty and then seven years of, of, of famine, um, which was going to devastate the land and the surrounding 
the surrounding nations, not only Egypt, but uh, the surrounding nations. <laughs> Joseph has an idea of how that should work out and, and what Pharaoh should do. And Pharaoh says, I like your plan. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. go with that. Yeah, not only that, he, he recognizes the Spirit of God in him, mm. which I think is important. You know, we see the Holy Spirit, as we will see as we read the Bible, that, that he's falling in, in, in instances and situations, um, but rarely do we hear of it resting on someone or the, of, of him resting on someone or indwelling in someone. And I think it's significant that, like, not only was Joseph making the right decisions, but the, the Spirit of God was with him. Yeah. And, and he was thrown in a pit, and you're like, story's over. His brothers thought the story was over. They yeah. thought they'd never hear from him again. But nope, you know, and then he's thrown into prison, and you think, oh, well, that's that's it. He'll be in prison and die. It's like, nope, he's going to thrive in prison. And I just think that's neat that if the Spirit of God's with you and you're focused on doing uh, what he puts before you with faithfulness, he's certainly not going to forget you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I bet Joseph's brothers forgot him yep. for a while. Or wish they could forget about what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we don't see much of them for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the famine comes mm. and it spreads out. And Joseph's family, they were all in the land of Canaan. The famine affected them as well. Mm-hmm. And so, so they heard, hey, in Egypt, there's food. And so Jacob sends sends the boys to hey go mm. go get go get us some food yeah right we have money but no food right yeah. <laughs> right so they go and they don't know that uh, that Joseph is the one in charge of everything <laughs> dun, dun, dun. except for Pharaoh Joseph is literally in charge of everything and uh, long story short we see the fulfillment of those dreams that Joseph had mm-hmm. <laughs> back when he was a. Uh, a squirt running around. And in Genesis 43, the brothers literally bow before him. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Not knowing who he is. Like, they uh-huh. don't realize mm-hmm. this is him. <laughs> I threw my brother in a pit, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just yep. laid, laid bare before him. Yeah, for sure. Joseph brings the family to Egypt. Uh, Pharaoh blesses them, and they get to, they kind of settled in. They settle in, in the land. Uh, Jacob gets to see Joseph and his sons before before he dies, and uh, just this really beautiful reunion. Yeah, I think it's the right word, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of of bringing this family together, and and I'm I'm struck there that we we see so much of Joseph's story mm-hmm. because, as we mentioned earlier, the the line of the blessing is actually going to passed through Judah and his family, not through Joseph's family. But had it not been for Joseph, had it not been for what God did through Joseph, uh, their family would have been wiped out by the famine. Mm -hmm. But God continued the blessing using Joseph. And I think Joseph's story, I just really like his story, but I think it's such a picture of what God will do and destruction was coming like they mm-hmm. were gonna die there was the if with but for the salvation that god was going to provide through joseph there was there was no hope mm-hmm. and yet by no fault really of his own he might have made some different choices but he's 
led off to suffer in the same way that one day Jesus would suffer mm-hmm. on our behalf because of what we've done. And because he continued to be faithful and accept that suffering, he right. was the one who was able to, of course, God doing that through him, bring salvation to his family mm-hmm. and to so many nations. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. And yeah. I love, I love kind of the way that uh, Genesis ends. Um, Jacob or Israel dies, and at that point, the brothers are afraid. <laughs> Maybe now Joseph's going to have his revenge. Yeah. And Joseph said, no. Mm. He's like, what you guys meant for evil, God meant for our good, mm. or God used. Mm. Right. And uh, I just love that. I'm always eager to find ways to see Jesus in the Old Testament, and I'm also trying to find ways to be encouraged by the text that I'm reading. And we were talking about it last week where... You know, it was written to a people for a time and a place then for a purpose with cultural significance and yeah. so forth. And uh, and but the Bible is still living and active, moving and breathing. And I just wonder if you're listening today, um, forgiveness is possible. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I doubt any of us have been bound and thrown into a pit and mm-hmm. sold into slavery yeah. by our our family members, but many people have suffered tremendous horrors by people that that are supposed to love them. Yeah. And I just think I love those that those stories are left in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You could have just said and then the sunset and they all lived in in Goshen, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but they said no, you know, there there's forgiveness and and uh I think that's beautiful. Uh, and back to the parallel that Heather was talking about, not only there's is there salvation uh through Jesus, but there's there's ultimately forgiveness mm. and grace there to be found and and if uh <laughs> Joseph can forgive his family for the wrongdoing that they put upon him, then that that really does honestly encourage me to to dig deep mm. and uh, make sure that I don't carry unforgiveness in my heart for others. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then Genesis ends, mm-hmm. and Exodus begins. Says in time, Joseph and all of his brothers died, ending the entire generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, mm-hmm. first time we see you them see mentioned mm-hmm. as a nation, yeah. you know, like that. Uh, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. And -hmm. eventually, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph Mm -hmm. or what he had done. Here, at the beginning of Exodus, we see a part of the fulfillment of God's promise, Mm -hmm. which was that he was going to make Abraham into a great nation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. But that great nation is now a nation of slaves. And part of that was part of the prophecy as well. That's right. Back in back in chapters and chapters ago, that was mm-hmm. part of what God said. It's like, yes, I'll make you more numerous. Yes, I'll do these things. But also for 400 years, yeah. you'll be enslaved uh, and outside of the promised land. Yeah. And we see that. And so it's, it's helpful to know. Um, I remember as a child, and I've brought this into my adult life, I, I, it's some, it's, uh, it's a habit that is, is silly, but I remember reading the gospel stories and a chapter would end and I'd imagine that they went to bed, like at the end of every chapter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the next chapter they woke up and then they did this next thing. And, and it's important that the Bible doesn't always, I mean, it kind of spells it out there, but if you're reading too fast or if you're you know, not um, able to process all that information. 400 years have passed. Mm. Generations and generations and generations of people have been born and lived and even died. 
And and so these same promises we're going to see line up with these new folks, these Israelites. Yeah. But what went from 70 people is now like a million right. by the time that we were in Egypt and then this conversation we're having in Exodus. So that's that's important to remember that we didn't just go to bed at the end of Genesis and wake up in Exodus the next day. A lot has happened. Mm. Yes. And then we're introduced to Moses. Mm-hmm. Because there's a problem in Egypt, right? God's people are are sl- are slaves. Uh, we find out that because of their cries, it says that God hears them, mm-hmm. and He raises up a deliverer. Now Moses isn't. It's real interesting. He is a Hebrew child. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh shows us a, a level of evil that maybe we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and uh, he's threatened by their numbers, mm-hmm. and so he devises a plan, uh, we're going to kill off <laughs> all the male children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Moses is kind of saved from that. And in fact, ends up coming into Pharaoh's house, right? Pharaoh's mm-hmm. daughter finds Moses, and uh, Moses is raised as an Egyptian, mm-hmm. yet he doesn't forget his Hebrew heritage, mm-hmm. right? Ends up uh, running away for a time, mm-hmm. finds himself in Midian, um, meets a new family, uh, marries uh, Zipporah, mm-hmm. then God meets him in the desert one day, mm-hmm. meets him in the wilderness and says, Moses, I have a job for you. Yeah, And I love in that God identifies himself as I am the God of Abraham, J- Jacob, and Isaac. Then Moses, when when he's told, I want you to go to, to Egypt and I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, but tell my people I'm here. I've heard their cries. Mm-hmm. He's like, when I do that, who do I, who do I say sent me? Tell them I am right. sent you. I am who I am. And can you imagine, not to take a, a bird walk, but like all this time has passed, all these generations have passed, and they've been telling these stories. Like there yeah. is a promise. It's like it doesn't feel very doesn't promiseful feel, right I'm, now. I'm sitting here making I'm bricks. I'm making bricks without straw. Yeah. I'm eating dirt. Like it's just. It's not going well, mm. and but they're being told these stories, and 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 again, I think I said it last week. Like they didn't have TV, so they probably just chatted about all these things. And I can imagine the people at this time were waiting for I am. They're yeah. this is their promise, and you know, a wink to Jesus coming. You know, there's also a, about a four hundred year gap between Malachi and Matthew. Mm. You know waiting for the Savior, this promise to come. <laughs> That's and, cool. Right? And yeah. then, boom, here comes Jesus. But I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm just excited about Jesus. But yeah. um, we'll get there, like, by October. We'll yeah. get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get there. <laughs> no, but, but that excites me in that they are, they've got to be, like, just, some of them have got to be just chomping at the bit, so ready to see what God has planned. Some of them have long forgotten. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you guys know what I'm saying. And then, and he's like, tell him I am sent me. Yeah. He's like, oh, I know who I am is. I've heard that my whole life. For real? You know, yeah. it's like Messiah coming. Right, right. And where our reading ends, it kind of ends in the middle of this. So we don't get to see the completion of the story yet. Mm-hmm. That will come, that will come next week. But as we think about what we've read, Heather, what um, what's something that really jumped off the page uh, to you that maybe we haven't? mentioned yet. One of the things that really jumped off the page, even though I love the Joseph story, I thought it would be there that it was going to be exciting, but it was in this interaction with Moses and um, 
and God, it's after he had gone and when he went and he talked to Pharaoh and things got a whole lot worse. Yeah. Um, he'd accepted, okay, I'll do this, you know, with stipulations, but he's going to do this thing and the thing is blown up in his face. Mm-hmm. And he's having this chat with God after the people are—they've just had it with him. They—they they, they accepted in the beginning, but now he's—he's mm-hmm. he's ruined their lives, and it's—it's it's really bad. And and he's talking about um, how they're going to know God, and that word "know" mm-hmm. just really stuck out yeah. to me, as as of being that is something big, like that is an amazing thing. And he talks about. Um, the the name for God that they'd been using that um, that word that's El Shaddai the mm. Almighty God like yeah, big Almighty. powerful yeah. far yeah. maybe distant but mm-hmm. huge and amazing um, and then he talks about that word for God Yahweh mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that more personal thing yeah. and he talks about the promises and this God who doesn't owe me anything right. But he's made promises, and he's mm-hmm. a promise keeper, and he's going to do it. And then just a little bit further, he's still in Moses. He's got to go back and talk to Pharaoh again, which that seems like a horrible idea. Yeah. And he's saying as much, and he says, not only are the Israelites going to know God, but also the Egyptians mm. through all these things, these awful things, he kind of spells out a little bit of it. They're going to know God. And that just kind of, I don't know, that oh. double use of that word really stuck yeah. out to me. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's that's really good. Jimmy, what what about you, other than than the things that we've talked about? It's it's hard to narrow it down. Um, I remember I was in a, uh, a world literature class my senior year of high school. Mr. King, shout out to Mr. King. We were reading all these different texts, uh, Siddhartha of Gatma, world text, different things. And a lot of it's uh, circled around uh, religion, you know, and then we read the Bible and I was like, sweet, I don't have to study. Uh, you know, anyway, <laughs> I was overconfident <laughs> as a teenager. But um, Mr. King had a way of getting conversation out of teenagers and he would like misspeak or say something that was wrong and to see if anyone was listening. Yeah. And I was sitting there, kind of spaced out. We were reading the Exodus account. And at some point he says, and we know that um, people have absolute free will and they can do whatever they like. And uh, God doesn't really interact with people. And and it, it doesn't speak personally into our lives anymore, mm-hmm. like a deist kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, and I got the Bible. It was a very Dead Poet Society, but I marched across the room and got <laughs> nice. the Bible. I was like, it says in the Bible. But I flipped to the the verse that said, and, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my thesis was that God manipulated Pharaoh. This is what I thought as a mm-hmm. 17-year-old, um, that God interacted. And I think... Mr. King would not have agreed with that, but he was he was thought grateful that I was engaging with it, thinking through and trying to make my and not just accepting everything. Uh, but at now reading it again, that hardening of Pharaoh's heart, I, I don't quite see it that way. I, I see a relationship um, that got that Pharaoh could have had with God mm-hmm. that he did not have, and the circumstances that came upon him hardened his heart. It's not that God touched his heart and says, now it's hard. It's the circumstances that, that you could um, be faithful. You could turn to me. You could look, ask for my help. You could do what I'm asking of you. 
but you're you're obstinate. The first five plagues, Pharaoh's yeah. completely obstinate. And so it's in his disobedience, it's in, in his obstination, if that's a word, in, 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 in that space he's in, he's, he's, that relationship is broken. And so those things that are bad that are happening are just con- continuing to, to harden his heart and harden his heart. And I just thought that was neat to, as yeah. a 40 year old versus being a 17 year old. Uh, I think I was just eager to be right then. Right. Mm. Um, and now I'm like seeing it in a, in a different lens right. um, today. And so I guess my takeaway is that I have an opportunity to have a heart of stone or a heart of flesh. Mm. I can either look at my obstacles and consider them um, a stumbling block or a stepping stone. It's the same thing, but it leads to two very different trajectories. I could let the things that come against me help make me fall and fall harder and hurt myself, or I could jump over them or or use them to get into the next season that God has for me, um, like back to the life of Joseph. All of those were deal breakers, the things that happened to him. Yeah. Sure. Yet, because of faithfulness, because of obedience, like the opposite of Pharaoh, we see that God was with him and that he leveraged mm. that for his good. Mm. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that until you, until you just mentioned it. There is an interesting contrast between Joseph and the new Pharaoh we see. Yeah, in, who didn't care anything much in Exodus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's well. I'm gonna think about that a little more. Okay, uh, that's, that's <laughs> wow. Um, so Heather, if uh, if you could sum up uh, what we've read in perhaps one word, what would you say? I think um, the word that I would probably say comes to mind is perspective. Um, and the reason being that um, I feel like even in in both of these cases, but um, starting with Joseph, if he was looking at those awful things that were happening, like he could have been really discouraged, he could have been frustrated, he could have thrown his hands in the air and said, "Forget this, whatever." But we looking at it with the perspective of what God was choosing to do mm-hmm. on a whole. We can see that ending part that what others meant for evil, God was going to use for good. And then in the same with um, Moses, because he had a lot of things that were not his fault that happened. He had some things that, you know, maybe were his fault, but getting perspective of what God's about to do. Mm -hmm. And it's such a God sized thing that not only the Israelites were going to to know and understand, um, but also the nations around are going to get a chance to know this God, this amazing God. I just think that perspective is my, my no, word. That's good. No, that's good. Jimmy? Uh, I, I just wrote down waiting. Mm. You know, I just uh, waiting, mm. just the fact that they were waiting for this promise to be fulfilled. Mm. And, it, and it took generations upon generations. And there's not a happy spin to it. Sometimes uh, the sound of silence is the most deafening, you know, mm. just just waiting for the Lord to show up. But to Heather's point, it's like, what do you choose to do with it? Mm. Do you choose to um, do the last thing that God told you to do and be obedient? Or do you try to take matters into your own hands like Tamar and those different situations yeah. and, and, and Jacob or Judah and different ones of all, there, there's constant examples of people are just turning to their, their own strength to make things happen for themselves versus trusting that the Lord knows what's best for them. And we see that in Moses too, when he's interacting at the burning bush, you know, 
he's saying, well, I can't do it because I'm this, and I can't do it because I'm that, and I can't. Mm -hmm. And God gets angry, right, Brian? Like you were going to say that earlier. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, God, it's one of the. I don't mean to no, take go, your point, go, but go for it. Go for it's it. one of the yeah. times that we see that God gets angry, and we see Him being angry because Moses doesn't understand His character, or, or, or perhaps He's doubting too much. It takes a lot of faith. But Brian, what's yeah. what are you thinking? What's your word? Yeah, my word this week is deliverer. Mm. Joseph was a type of deliverer mm -hmm. for for his family. Yeah. Then we see Moses coming on the scene and he is a type of deliverer for that nation. And I think they both point to Jesus yeah. mm -hmm. who ultimately is our deliverer. Mm. Well, guys, I think that's uh, probably where we need to, need to kind of wrap up. Uh, before we finish, uh, we have a couple of corrections. Whoops. From last week. <laughs> I'm going to add know, a... Wah, 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 yeah, sound, I think that would be good. You know, we talked a lot about the, the characters in the story. We talked about their imperfections last week, and we had a couple of mm -hmm. mistakes, uh, unintentional mistakes. But I said uh, that, that Laban was Rachel's brother. He was not her brother. He was her father. He was actually... Rebecca's brother. So I misspoke in that. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to set it straight. And I also made a mistake. I said that Israel means father of nations, which it does not mean that. That was Abraham. I just got yeah. confused. Israel actually means wrestles with God, which makes yeah. a lot of sense because he wrestled with yeah, God. Yeah. And that's yeah. when he got the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't believe you're not perfect, Jimmy. I know. And I was going to say, <laughs> uh, we're not like learned doctors and professors of Godology and everything. Like, uh, I love these people. They deeply love the Lord. They are wise beyond their years mm -hmm. and full of the Holy Spirit. But we're just people. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. And, and even the most acclaimed person in divinity uh, is just a person. Yeah. And so we're going to make mistakes. So we wanted to make sure to own that and to walk in humility in that. And we're going to have more of these corrections. <laughs> Probably I'm sure, so. I'm sure. Um, in the future. And along that line, maybe you've been listening and you've got your own questions. And there's parts of the story that we didn't get to touch on that you'd, you'd have a question about. And I think in the future... We'd like to dedicate an episode to that, yeah. just mm -hmm. to your questions. And if you have a question or uh, a, a nice comment, um, trolls will be banned forever. Um, <laughs> but you can email us at twtw at com and just send us a brief question, and it might end up on the program. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Word this week, and thanks to Heather. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, Jimmy, thanks to you as yeah. well. We thank The River for uh, making this happen for us. If you would like more information on The River, you can find that at theriverCC.com. Thanks. Thanks.